Can God change your life in the next 30 minutes? I believe you're watching right now because God has something special for you. I'm Jonathan Burness, and I'm a Jewish rabbi who follows Jesus. For the next half hour, you're going to learn how the Jewish roots of your Christian faith can bless you today. When you begin to understand how Jewish Jesus and the New Testament really are, your Bible's going to come alive in a whole new way. With insightful teachings and anointed guests, you'll discover how the Old and the New Testaments are woven together, how Bible prophecy is coming to pass before our very eyes, and why you need to stand with Israel. It's all just ahead here on Jewish Voice. One of the things that I love most is meeting other Jewish believers in Jesus. And listen, there's a lot of us now. There didn't used to be, but it's growing, which I believe is a fulfillment of Bible prophecy. And we have a guest today that's another Jewish believer in Jesus that's come over all the way from the United Kingdom. His name is David Hofbrand. He's an associate pastor, he's an author, and he's here from Brighton, England. David, welcome to Jewish Voice. Thank you. Thank you for having Thanks me Thanks for on. coming over the pond, by the way. An absolute pleasure. It's yeah. great to meet you. You me know, I, well, I want to hear how a nice Jewish boy <laughs> yeah. from Brighton yeah, yeah. has ended up as a believer in Jesus. Or, or as a pastor at all. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, I grew up in a, a very traditional North London Jewish family actually. So in I actually grew up in London, in the center of London, a place called Camden Town. What does that mean, by the way, traditional? I want people to understand. Yeah, good. Uh, when I say traditional, I suppose traditional for me, I, it's not orthodox. We actually were in the Mazorti synagogue, which is kind of uh, not orthodox, but it's further up that end of the spectrum mm -hmm. than reform. And I grew up, you know, celebrating the Jewish festivals, eating Jewish foods. I had my bar mitzvah when I was 13. My, my parents believed in the Jewish Holy Trinity, you know, doctor, lawyer, and accountant, obviously. <laughs> and so, so, we have the yeah. same joke in, in American, yeah. uh, the American Jewish community. So go back, bar mitzvah. Yeah. Just I want people to understand that is a rite of passage. Absolutely. At 13, yep. you trained. You obviously learned Hebrew then, right? I did, I did. And you read from the Torah. Sang from the Torah for about half an hour. It seemed like about two days, you <laughs> know. know. It's like a, a sort of hour. But I remember thinking, you know, this is not for me, really. I did. I wanted. I was very independent thinker from quite a young age, and I was like, no, I want to a relationship with God. And I didn't feel like I had a relationship with God through Judaism at that time, and you know. But I just became obsessed with. I just want to know the truth, and I looked in Buddhism, and I looked in magic, and I looked in all these different places to try and find. Well, I just want to know if there's a God. I want to know God. If not, I'm not interested. From, from, from an early age? About 13, yeah. Wow. I know. And then what about Jesus? Where's Jesus in all this? Are you hearing his name? What, who's Jesus? Not at all. Do you know what happened is um, when I gave up looking for anything and just thought, you know what, I'm just going to carry on, it was as though God came looking for me. And like a lot of Jewish people, it was like the last thing I wanted to be was a Christian. Buddhism, that was kind of exotic. Christian, that was like joining the enemy. So I was like, the now, last... why is that? Help people that are watching understand this. Yeah, it's interesting. Same for Jewish people worldwide. Yeah. Why? Well, I think it's interesting because Christians say Jesus and they think fluffy, you know, beautiful, wonderful. Jewish people, A, don't have a picture of Jesus as a Jew. 
uh, most Jewish people. They don't, haven't seen that presented to them. And then, of course, Jewish people have been persecuted in the name of Jesus so often over the centuries that uh, you say, talk about Jesus to a Jewish person, and actually it conjures up a lot of negative uh, images. Yeah, people, Christians don't understand that the people that persecuted the Jewish people for 2,000 years said they were Christians. Uh, absolutely. You know, my, the reason that my great-grandparents came over from Russia, from that kind of area, was because of the, uh, the persecution of the Jewish people, and that was being led by the priests at the time, you know, so that's Jewish, Jewish people's experience, isn't it, of, of Jesus over the centuries so often. Um, and so the last thing I wanted to be was a Christian. Plus, I thought it was the least cool thing, and I was a musician, and I didn't want, I was just like, you know, this is not what I want. But God kept coming to me and visiting me in ways that I couldn't understand. I found myself uh, talking to, to Jesus, not really knowing who Jesus was, impacted by a book or two, um, and eventually what happened is I actually was filled with the Holy Spirit in a flat in London. I had no idea exactly what it was. I found myself being transformed from the inside out midway through. Really, you had no idea. You just I, knew you had, you knew it was God. I knew it was God. And God he came and visited me in a flat in Brixton in London, of all places, for about a week every evening. I had this experience of being enveloped by this kind of light, this uh, something that was, and I knew it was connected with God, I knew it, was, it seemed to be connected with Jesus, but I didn't understand. Uh, midway through the week, I actually found myself in my bathtub singing in what sounded like Arabic or some other language. I had no idea what praying in tongues was. It was <laughs> A theological shake-up yeah. on how it has to work. The, 100%. But this is amazing. It was very sovereign, very supernatural. I had read a book by St. Teresa of Avila, and uh, that was you know, from, I think, the 15th century, something like that. It's a very old book. Yes. A and I'd felt something touch my heart re reading it. But, you know, I had no language for this. I had no categories, no boxes. So I had nobody, I'd never heard that if you prayed to Jesus. I'd prayed to lots of different, you know, I'd talked to lots of different gods or whatever you want to say. I had no idea that praying to Jesus would make you a Christian. I had no idea that uh, there was a, such a Holy Spirit I just encountered God, and it was like God came looking for me and kept looking for me. So even, even after this experience, I didn't go to a church because I'd never been to a church. Why do you think you had this zeal for God? I, I feel like it's something God put in me from a very young age. And also, I think um, part of my personality, you know, I just, I'm, I'm a, I want to ask the questions. I want to ask why. Okay, I want to know. Uh, what's outside the universe? I want to know. I want to, i just very curious. I, so I was, I was, and I think also there was stuff in my heart that needed healing. And I was looking for a way to be transformed. I tried to just live as I was, but yet from the inside out I'd been transformed. And even I would tell people about Jesus, but I didn't go to a church. I didn't know any other Christians, literally no other Christians. And so about a year into being at university in Brighton, I was just life and soul of the party. I was kind of living my life. But I, I was unhappy on the inside. Anyway, one morning I woke up and it felt like my heart had been cut open. It was like, and I remember I was, I was like, oh, what was that? And I felt a voice inside say, it needed doing. And I was like, okay. And I began to get visions of a town that I'd never been to. And this urgent desire to go to this town. If you go to this town, 
your life will be changed. I saw these visions in my mind of my life changing, transforming. And it was so weird. Then I catch myself thinking, what? this is just weird. What am I thinking about? Eventually, I ended up in that town about 8 o'clock at night thinking, what am I doing here? Walk out of the train station straight into a what I first thought was a stand-up comedian turned out to be a preacher. And the, the things he was talking about related to these visions I'd been getting. So he led you by visions to the yes. specific place where you were to be prepared. It, it gets more amazing than that because the, you know, God had given that guy my name, a very prophetic guy, loves the Jewish people, and this was the only time this guy ever spoke for that church. And they did this one meeting, and he, at the end, gave this long, long altar call because he was convinced there was supposed to be somebody there because I was I, I didn't want to appear like I was actually listening so I sat at the bottom of the stairs so they couldn't see me eventually I kind of went up the stairs and I just thought I'm just going to sit at the back you know and he was just looking straight at me and went you want to give your life to Jesus and I thought well it's too late to say no now so I just said <laughs> sure so I let him pray with me and stuff. And I was still wary but that was the beginning of me being part of a church that community. is right out of the book of Acts. Yeah, That's amazing. Listen, when we come back, we're going to talk about something that you need to hear about, the Jewish Jesus and why that's important to you. Not just important, but it really will change your life. So don't go away. Do you long to know the authentic Jesus of the Bible? Would you like to understand his teachings as he meant for them to be understood? Then you need The Jewish Jesus by David Hofbrand. Learn the important cultural context of what Jesus taught. Discover hidden meanings in the parables. Order The Jewish Jesus now and we'll sow two additional resources into your life. A Rabbi Looks at Jesus of Nazareth and The Ten Biggest Lies About Jesus and His Jewishness, both by Rabbi Jonathan Burness. This book and DVD will bless you with knowledge that Christians often miss. Or with your new monthly partnership of $30 or more, we'll add this stunning wall art with a replica of an ancient Jewish manuscript of Isaiah 53. The aged parchment and wooden frame give it a rich, dramatic look to enhance your home or office. Your new monthly partnership of $30 or more will bring the gospel and vital medical care to one person each month. That's 12 people each year. The need is urgent, so please call now and specify offer 4145 to receive all of these gifts with your new monthly partnership of $30 or more. Specify offer 2004 when giving a one-time gift of $40 or more. You can also go to our website, jewishvoice.tv, with your gift of support, or send it to us at Jewish Voice Post Office Box 6, Phoenix, Arizona 85001. Call, click, or write to us today. Welcome back to my guest, David Hoffman, is a Jewish believer in Jesus. What a testimony, right out of the book of Acts. That's what it sounded like, David, right out of the book of Acts. That's what it felt like, yeah, very biblical. I found that God seems to need to do that with uh, Jewish people because it's almost like there's a lot of hurdles to overcome for, for Jewish people. So he had to do something that was absolutely would nail my colors to the mast and would be like, you know, I could not escape. That was pretty bond much bond servant. That sounds like Paul. Yeah. Bond servant. I have, you have. We have nowhere else to go. Pretty much because we know that this is true. You've written a book, a great book, in fact. Thanks. And I've been wanting to have you on to talk about the book for a long time now. Thank you. 
the Jewish Jesus. Yes. Why is that important, that Jesus is Jewish? Yeah, I was at a church, and um, at the beginning of this meeting, one of them turned to me and said, hey, so the Jewish Jesus, why, why is that important, this Jewish stuff? And being a good Jew, I said, well, can I ask you a question? <laughs> and he said, sure. So I said, okay, well, look, you're reading a book written by Jewish people. He was like, yeah. I was like, it's mainly about Jewish people, sure. And it's mainly written for Jewish people. I mean, they didn't sit down and think, let's have a business meeting. What's going to sell well? The Bible. Let's write the Bible. You know, they were writing about their history. He was like, sure. And, I was like, and you're following a Jewish man who you call your Lord. Yeah and the writings of his Jewish followers, I said, maybe the real question is, how did you miss the Jewish stuff? And he kind of laughed, and we, we sort of talked about it. It's like, because that's actually the reality. The church is in this strange position where we've got, you know, St. Paul's Cathedral, and most people kind of forget it's named after a Jew. We've got a picture of Jesus that's lost its authenticity to some extent. And I just feel... As I went on this journey to discover what it meant to be a Jewish follower of Jesus and realized he's so much more Jewish than I realized, than the New Testament so much more Jewish than I realized, I realized that the stuff that I was finding wasn't just good for me because I was Jewish, it was good for every believer because Jesus is Jewish. Why don't, believe, why don't Christians see this? I mean, many of you watching are watching because you do get it, but yeah. why so many Christians that don't see this? Well, I'll tell you a story. I was, I was watching a program about this Byzantine church from like the 5th century or so. And it was, it was really interesting because there was this fresco that had been painted on, painted on the wall from the 20th century, right? And, and it looked like this blonde, blue-eyed Jesus, you know? Uh, but what they found in this building was this same wall had had frescoes painted on it over the centuries going all the way back. And they were able to image and see the frescoes going all the way back. And the further back they went, the more Jewish Jesus looked. And I ah. think what's happened to us is that layer upon layer of tradition has been piled on Jesus until our picture of him is actually lacking in that authentic uh, Jewish uh, image that, that actually is the more accurate Image. So talk about why that's, why that's so important when we reestablish yeah. the authentic Jesus. You actually talk about four things in the book. This is the, the, there are four things that I would like to talk about. I mean, in the book, I kind of un unpack quite a lot of stuff. Yeah. So I would, yeah, I would just distill it, though, down. When I'm speaking, I would dis distill it down to four key things, right, that I think are, are useful for every believer because uh, you, know, just, you don't have to become Jewish to follow Jesus, but that just doesn't make him any less Jewish. And I think um, we're in danger of making peripheral something that God has made central to his revelation of himself. Because Jesus said to the disciples, he said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So our revelation of who the Father is, it, it, what he looks like, if even our picture of God is determined by a picture of Jesus. And I think restoring the Jewishness of Jesus is a lot about restoring his humanity. And so these four things, I would say, are, are firstly that because Jesus is Jewish, he came to a seemingly insignificant people as a seemingly insignificant brother. And he came as a brother identifying with our weakness. And a lot of people say, well, Jesus is Jewish. Yeah, sure, Jesus is Jewish. But they really mean Jesus was Jewish. He says in Revelation 22:17, I think it is, he says, I am the root and offspring of David. And, and the root and the heir of David. So he's, he's telling, I still in my resurrected state am this Jewish man. 
I'm still fully human as well as fully divine. And that makes all the difference. It makes all the difference. Because what we need walking with us in our lives is not a God who is far away, but it is a brother who will put his arm around us and walk with us. So that's the first that's great. thing. That's the first thing, I think. And, and um, we have a picture of that with Joseph, you know, underneath all those layers of Egyptian clothing and gold chains and all the trappings of religion, he's still a brother to his brothers, still identifies with their weakness. So that's that would great, be... That's a great picture. Yeah, That's thanks. a great well, picture. I, that's how I see it. I see that as a real uh, picture of Jesus. And, and, and so that's the first thing. The second thing, so he's not coming, setting up a, a new religion with a list of rules and regulations, but he's actually teaching as a rabbi, inviting our questions, inviting our discussion. And I think a lot of people struggle to actually walk with God because they think God's afraid of their questions. They, f they think he's afraid of, of their uh, doubts. Um, and they feel that somehow... You know, Jesus is just, it's almost like he's, he's set the bar and he said, here's the rules, here's the way to go, and now you try your best. But Jesus as a rabbi says, follow me, not follow me somewhere behind, but lech acharai, you know, walk with me, walk after me, but it's a, a, I'm, we're walking together in this journey. And so that picture of the disciples constantly asking Jesus questions, I think a lot of the time most believers think that they're, they're just stupid. You know, they're just, they're just dumb and they keep asking questions and Jesus is there going, look, stop asking me all these questions. But he's not, he never, if you notice, he never says, stop asking me questions. He just doesn't always answer them the way that they expect. Right. And so that's the second thing is that he understands it's a messy journey. Sometimes it's going to be two steps forward, three steps back. Sometimes, it, you know, it's, it's not always going to be linear. And so he wants us to walk with him and he's continuing to be our rabbi, inviting our questions. And David, this is, it's so Jewish when, you, when the veil's pulled back. It's like, of course, yeah. this is the way that, that Judaism has always taught, that Absolutely. the Jewish people have always learned. Absolutely. And, and that's like the third thing, is it, it got, you know, equally Jewish, is that um, because he's teaching as a rabbi, he's teaching as a Jew, he he's, has a Jewish mindset. So the Greek mindset was about like the world is corrupt and we need to escape it to a place of pure spirit. But Jesus is coming as a Jew, and so Jewish mindset is different to that. It's about redeeming the whole of creation. It's about God creating everything and saying, this is good. But he, so Jesus isn't separating those things that seem to be carnal, like, oh, eating, drinking, sex, marriage, and those things, saying, those things, they're just not, in, you know, they're not, they're not interesting to me. I'm just interested in this world of the Spirit. Actually, he's teaching us how to apply God's commandments to everyday life right and that's great that makes all the difference that's what yes. we need isn't it we sure do we need we need a rabbi and who's going to sure teach do. us about his halakha his how we he walks and how and that's great news for christians who think that jesus was saying hey the first two-thirds of your bible that's you know that's all just i was i was angry i was in a bad mood i was you know giving out lots of rules and regulations now i'm hippie jesus and i'm just all about peace and love well actually he's not saying that he's actually saying my yoke is easy, my burden is light. My yoke is, the yoke of a rabbi is there teaching about how to apply right. the commandments. And it also brings continuity through the scriptures 100%. instead of this God over here who's angry exactly. and mean, and now this yeah. God who's compassionate and yeah. forgiving. It all comes together and you see that it's all interwoven. 100%. So that breaks the schizophrenia that some Christians yeah. have and actually encourages us to, to read our whole Bibles. And then the fourth thing is this, is that our Western mindset sort of we, we read the Bible through a very individualistic mindset. And so it's all about my salvation, my walk, my journey. But Jesus, with a Jewish mindset, he's talking about community. 
And that makes all the difference because sometimes people will say, oh, you know, it's my personal faith and it's my private faith. Well, the reality is Jesus says there, there, there isn't really such a thing. We have our private relationship with God, but everybody sees that relationship in action because it's all about community. And so when he says the kingdom of God is within you, you know, we can interpret that in our Western mindset as, oh, where is it? You know, where's, I, I, oh, I think I lost it. Oh, I found it again. But actually, the kingdom of God, what he's saying is amongst you, plural. So it's yeah. about a community. It changes our perspective completely. Exactly. These are like blind spots that are removed yeah. when you grab hold of this. I'm so glad you wrote this. We want to sow this into your life. We'll tell you how in just a moment. Don't go away. More with David when we come back. Do you long to know the authentic Jesus of the Bible? Would you like to understand his teachings as he meant for them to be understood? Then you need The Jewish Jesus by David Hofbrand. Learn the important cultural context of what Jesus taught. Discover hidden meanings in the parables. Order The Jewish Jesus now and we'll sow two additional resources into your life. A Rabbi Looks at Jesus of Nazareth and The Ten Biggest Lies About Jesus and His Jewishness, both by Rabbi Jonathan Burness. This book and DVD will bless you with knowledge that Christians often miss. Or with your new monthly partnership of $30 or more, we'll add this stunning wall art with a replica of an ancient Jewish manuscript of Isaiah 53. The aged parchment and wooden frame give it a rich, dramatic look to enhance your home or office. Your new monthly partnership of $30 or more will bring the gospel and vital medical care to one person each month. That's 12 people each year. The need is urgent, so please call now and specify offer 4145 to receive all of these gifts with your new monthly partnership of $30 or more. Specify offer 2004 when giving a one-time gift of $40 or more. You can also go to our website, jewishvoice.tv, with your gift of support, or send it to us at Jewish Voice Post Office Box 6, Phoenix, Arizona 85001. Call, click, or write to us today. What an amazing interview, and what an amazing book, and what an amazing topic. Jesus is Jewish. It's not that Jesus was a Jew. Jesus is a Jew, and that matters. David, we yeah. just have a couple minutes left. Yeah. This book rewires yeah. the believer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Christian that's watching will actually be rewired, you told me. Well, Explain yeah. that. Um, well, I introduced this concept called rewire or read without religion because people are thinking, well, how do I get this stuff? Do I have to study deeply? Do I have to, you know, go to seminary or anything like that? It's not, not at all. It's right there hidden in plain sight, all of this stuff. I think what hides it from us is actually our traditions, the way we actually approach stuff. So read without religion is let go of our traditions. Just read the Bible as though we'd never read it before and ask ourselves those questions. What is all this stuff about Israel in there for? What is, what is this stuff about Jesus as a rabbi in there for? What's he really saying when he talks about the commandments of God? When Paul and the other apostles, when they talk about the word of God, what are they actually talking about? They're Do you think we can divorce ourselves from the culture that we were rooted in? In the sense of? In the sense of understanding the culture that this 
was written in. Right, we can if we allow the text to really speak to us, and I think we ask ourselves those questions that come from those passages perhaps that we don't understand. It's good to ask ourselves those questions. I think often we almost skip over those bits because it's like, oh, I'm not sure about that. But actually when we get into those bits, I think that they are the things that really come alive for us. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to do this and, and the way the Lord has used you so powerfully. Yeah, and you. listen, God wants to rewire your thinking. He wants to open up the scriptures to you in a way that you've maybe never been able to see before. And this is a tool. The Jewish Jesus is a tool that will actually rewire your thinking and help you to read the scriptures in a whole new way way. And that's why we want to sow it into your life as you sow into this ministry and enable us to reach Jewish people in desperate need. The most important thing that we do is share the gospel. We share the good news. And salvation is first and foremost. Are you a believer in Jesus? Have you given your life to him? He wants to change you. He wants to give you not only eternal life, but abundant life. He wants that for your children. He wants it for your grandchildren. And that's why we're here at Jewish Voice, to help you, to help you find salvation and to help you grow closer to the living God, to the Messiah. We call him Yeshua. You call him Jesus. We call him Yeshua. That's his Hebrew name. Listen, if you have questions, if you have prayer needs, remember, we're here for you. You can log on to our website. It's jewishvoice.tv. One more time, very simple, jewishvoice.tv, and we'll help you any way we can. And we'll start by getting this book to you. Listen, we want you to know God loves you, and so do we. I want to thank David Hofbrand for joining us today, and I want to remind you, Psalm 122.6 says, Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. They shall prosper who love thee. So if you want to prosper, Pray for Jerusalem. Hey, and speaking of Jerusalem, we're going to Israel next May, and I want to invite you to join us for the 70th anniversary of the State of Israel. It's going to be an amazing time. You don't want to miss this. Don't miss the Jewish Voice Ministries Celebrate Israel 2018 Tour of the Holy Land. Join Jonathan Burness as he celebrates the 70th anniversary of Israel's statehood. You'll follow the footsteps of Yeshua, Jesus, and actually walk where the Messiah walked. You'll explore amazing biblical sites, including Jerusalem, the Dead Sea, Mount of Olives, and Garden Tomb. You'll visit fascinating archaeological sites, the Holocaust Museum, and even the tunnels under the Temple Mount. You'll get insightful on-the-spot teaching from Rabbi Jonathan Burness that will deepen your biblical understanding. You can even renew your marriage vows on the Sea of Galilee or be baptized at the Jordan River. Don't miss the 2018 Jewish Voice Ministries Celebrate Israel 2018 Tour of the Holy Land. For more information, log on to our website, jewishvoice.tv forward slash Israel. That's jewishvoice.tv forward slash Israel today. This is a prophetic moment to be in Israel, so come with us, please. We want to show you the land of Israel through Messianic Jewish eyes. You can log on to our website, it's jewishvoice.tv, and to find out more, 
just forward slash Israel. So it's jewishvoice.tv forward slash Israel for more information. Well, we're out of time. Until next time, I'm Jonathan Bernis saying shalom and God bless you.